0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Desk, the podcast all about my experience in the studio as a student. My name is John Wells, and today I want to talk about mixing, but I don't want to just do the basics of mixing because that's been done a million times before. No, what I want to talk about today is mixing in my home studio versus mixing at the studio because I feel like they're very different experiences, at least for me anyway, because there's lots of different factors that are different. Like there's different rooms, the equipment's different, and all the plugins different as well. So today I just want to compare what it's like to mix in both of them really. And before I get started, if I say anything today that doesn't particularly make sense for you, go look it up. There are tons of mixing basics videos and tutorials out there which I'm sure will be able to explain what I talk about today. So for example, if I say DAW and you don't know what a DAW is, go look it up, there's tons of stuff out there that will help you out. But, without further ado, let's get started and I think the best way to do this is probably start with my home studio setup and tell you what that's like. So I'm set up at home, I'm in my dad's house, I'm in the back bedroom and it's a fairly big room, it's not completely just like a box shape because of the roof, um, so the roofs and the ceilings kind of slanted on two ends which is good because it means less standing waves or at least the standing waves won't be as prominent. Uh, I also have the desk, the desk made of glass which is probably not the best thing especially when I'm recording stuff or just like anything like that because I've got to pad everything to make sure you don't hear any taps like like that um, The DIW I use is Reaper and the only reason I use Reaper is because the laptop I have is not, not that powerful, I mean it's an i7 processor and it's got like I think it's 8 gig of RAM and a 256 SSD. So, it's not bad, but it's not the best. And I only use Reaper because it's free, and I like free because I'm a student. I'm very poor. <laughs> and I think it just does the job. And along with Reaper comes a lot of free plugins which I've used for the past couple of years. So things like ReaComp and equalizers that come with it and stuff like that. I don't so much use the delays or the re- reverbs because they're not very good. But I think the compressors uh, they're pretty good to be fair. And then of course when I am mixing, I also have monitors. And uh, the monitors I have are their presonus, I think they're three I think they're the 3.5 model. I mean they're not exactly the biggest but they are they're good for the job and I think their frequency patterns are pretty solid to be fair, at least for the mixings that I do anyway. Now what I like about my setup is I've had about two years to basically mix with this equipment. Obviously I've upgraded stuff but for the most part I know what my plugins sound like, I know how to use my DAW. I know what the speakers sound like, you know. I've got experience with this stuff, and because of that, I can mix faster and make more decisions, more creative decisions, and just basically work faster or a better workflow. What I don't particularly like about this setup is the fact that it's quite small, and, you know, I do have to use like free plugins and stuff like that, but I do want to use better stuff because. Although the free plugins are fine, if I want to make a really good, you know, mix, I want to have better equipment. It's like if you're doing gardening and you buy really cheap tools to do like digging or something. Say you buy a really cheap spade. Well, it's going to break after a while, or it's not going to be as effective as a more expensive spade that's how I see it anyway, that's how I see plugins. Plugins are basically your tools when it comes to mixing and if you use really cheap ones they'll get the job done but they won't be as good as say ones that you've got to pay for like the CLA series or the sound toy plugins and stuff like that. So yeah I'm not a fan of like free plugins but that's what I've got to work with so you know I make the most of what I do. Now moving on to the studio setup, it's completely different. The room for a start, uh, it's got a lot of soundproofing around the room. I think every wall is soundproofed, bar the windows pretty much, which is really cool. But there is also standing waves in that room, especially when you're like further back from the desk itself, yeah, very bass heavy in that room. Now, the DRW we use in the studio is Cubase 10, and a lot of people think or look down a little bit on Cubase, because they're like, oh, it's not as good as Pro Tools or Logic or Ableton or whatever, but to be honest, I think it's quite good. I've got experience with Pro Tools, which I think is a bit, everything's just really hidden, and all the shortcuts are really hard to, like, remember. Uh, But Cubase, on the other hand, shortcuts are easy to use, and I think it's quite just easy to use, it's user-friendly, I think. Now, in terms of plugins, uh, obviously you've got the Cubase plugins, but the studio's got money and actually been able to buy plugins, and like, you know, professional standard ones, or ones that are used throughout studios across the world. So I'm talking like the CLA compressors, to- again, sound toy plugins, they have the waves all, all the Waves plugins, I think they have the UAD plugins as well, but I'm not sure if they're working on the new boot yet, I'll have to see about that one. And of course, the monitors as well, now I can't remember the exact model, I think they're Yamaha monitors to be fair, but I think they're like 7 inch diameter, hmm I can't remember, I can't remember the big monitors, but they sound really good like a lot better than my pre-sonus ones anyway now Just being there for a month in the studio What I like about that setup is the fact that I can use the professional standard plugins and stuff like that Like I've had experience with the CLA compressors, which I absolutely love I think they're amazing to use as well as like the SSL um, compressors and the equalizers and all that kind of stuff as well. I think it's really useful to use like the actual tools and get a chance to use the actual tools, really. But what I'm not a fan of in the studio is, basically I haven't had that much time to work with it or just get to know the space itself or get to know the frequency response of the speakers. And I think Compared to the home studio, I just don't have enough experience, so it's a bit clunky my work process when I'm mixing in the studio because I don't know all the specific shortcuts. I don't know what sounds good or bad. I don't know how to like if I need to boost the low end because when you mix, when you listen to it outside the studio, um, it might sound well, it might be. It might lack the bass. So, yeah, I just haven't got a lot of experience within the studio itself and mixing in the studio. But I think over the year, I think I will improve on that. And I think I'll make much better mixes than at home. But I'll still use my home studio setup, I'll just upgrade it. And I think that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Um, doesn't matter if you've got free plugins, the expensive plugins. Doesn't matter about the equipment as much. It's just whatever you have, just work with it. And as long as you know how your equipment works, um, I think you'll still be able to make a really good mix, at least a good enough mix. People will be like, "Damn, that's a good song." But yeah, that's just my opinion, anyway. So that's my opinion on just mixing at home versus mixing in the studio. But what are your thoughts? Let me know down below. Or if you've got any questions for me, you can always ask them at Walesy Media on Facebook. I'll also put a link to that in the description as well. But that's it from me today. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. My name is John and I'll meet up with you in the next one.